0: Brands think they are the story, that they are the center of the story, and it couldn't be further from the truth. They actually play the more important role of mentor or guide, and that's the one major paradigm shift I see across the board. So the number one rule is the story is not about you. It's about your customer. The number two rule is your story is not about what you make, but what you make happen in your customer's
1: life. Before we get into the episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you get to hear more from incredible leaders and customer-centric businesses that can help you put the customer at the center of your world. You're in an organization that constantly talks about how important its customers are and shouts from the rooftops at how great you are at doing what you do and the successes that you have had. But your customers don't really care about all that great tech, the amazing awards, or partnerships that you have they just care about the outcome and whether you understand them well enough to help them achieve their goals. So, this is the episode for you where we dive deep into the world of brand building and truly connecting with your ideal customers using a deliberate story structure and the amazingly simple concept of the ABT. Our very first guest on Touchpoints is considered the world's most industrious storyteller, helping purpose-driven brands Grow by as much as 600% through the customer centric stories they tell. He's the host of the popular Business of Story podcast, which is ranked among the top 10% of downloaded podcasts in the world. He's the author of Brand Bewitchery How to Wield the Story Cycle System to Craft Spellbinding Stories for Your Brand, and is the co author of a new book, The Narrative Gym for Business which is a short 75-page guide on how to use the ABT narrative framework to revolutionize how you communicate. He also consults, teaches, coaches, and speaks internationally to help leaders excel through the stories they tell. Yes, we're fortunate enough to host the wonderful Park Powell. So welcome pal, Uh, it's so good to have you, episode one and the number one podcast for business podcasts uh, that I know of is the Business of Story podcast. So episode one, when we've got the number one leading podcaster in your segment uh, to help us really enter this foray. Uh, Welcome, so glad to have you on the show.
0: Well, Glenn, it's an honor to be here. and I, I really appreciate the fact you called me up for the number one show kicking off this podcast. I wish you the best of luck moving forward. I, you know, I've been doing mine for six and a half years, and I have learned so much in the process, met so many people. I know you're going to have that same experience with yours.
1: Yeah. Well, being that this is all about customer-centric businesses and leaders in customer-centric businesses, I know you are so well known for helping businesses all around the world incorporate story in all they do to create better customer engagement and success. But uh, what's your story? Give us the two-minute life story of the business of story.
0: Well, Glenn, you probably see the Rhodes keyboard behind me, which is an authentic 1976 Rhodes electric keyboard. And I've been playing the piano since I was in the third grade. And I wrote music songs just for the fun of it went on into high school college i actually got a degree in music composition and theory and i was thinking i would really like to become a show producer you know, that mix between business and creativity and whatever. And I dabbled in that a little bit and really found advertising as my main vehicle. So I studied communications as well. And I got into the advertising industry and I was everything from a copywriter to a media buyer to an account executive. So sometimes an attorney, although I just played one of those on TV, basically. And uh, started my own ad agency in 1995 called Park & Co. Ran that for 20 years, but I really found story and the power of story in the early 2000 aughts when technology took over and leveled the playing field. And when brands used to own the influence of mass media, I saw that appreciably change. And now the masses had become the media and they're louder and more vocal than ever today. And it's almost impossible to stand out unless you use the proven power of story structure, not just stories, but a structure to hack through the noise and hook the hearts of your audiences. And I found when I started studying that and teaching it and coaching at Glenn, that I loved that way more than running my ad agency. And I kind of grew out of running my ad agency. So in 2016, I pivoted away from Park & Co., and started Business of Story because I had been teaching it for about five years while running the agency, knew that's where my love was. That's why I'm here with you today, because I consult, teach, coach, and speak on the power of story around the world. And you and I got to meet a couple of years ago when speaking in Auckland, and we've had a great friendship ever since. So that's the power of story.
1: Yeah, and what a story it is. And when it comes to the sorts of businesses that you deal with and around that customer-centric attitude and incorporating story in what they do. What are the commonalities that you see with, with organizations that think that they are very, very customer-centric when you start working with them and then you open their eyes to the power of communication and that story structure? What are, what are, what are some of those commonalities that you see?
0: There is one underwriting commonality with everyone, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, especially in the B2B world. And that is brands think they are the story, that they are the center of the story. And it couldn't be further from the truth. They actually play the more important role of mentor or guide, you know, a la Star Wars is always the go-to because everyone knows Star Wars. You got Luke, who's your protagonist, but he could have never vanquished Darth Vader and the rest of the, the universe, without the likes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda and blah, blah, blah. Well, you are the Obi-Wan Kenobi Yoda to your Luke Skywalker customer. And that's just the one major paradigm shift I see across the board. And Glenn, I can be talking to CMOs that have been in their roles for 20, 30 years. Really good, know what they do. And it blows their mind sometimes. Oh my God, you're right. We are talking about us, chest pounding, when it's really your audience at the center of the story. And you got to start with that first.
1: Yeah. So we are really, as, as organizations that are out there to help our customers, we are, we are just playing a part in their journey. And so does that mean that our language that we use and the messaging that we communicate should reflect that? Because I, I see all around the world, we still tend to talk in this fashion as it's we're talking... We're talking at them, not to them.
0: Yeah. So if the number one rule is the story is not about you, it's about your customer. The number two rule is your story is not about what you make, but what you make happen in your customer's life. And once you start making that transition, you will get away from the jargon and the big words that you love to use that talks about your features and your functions with a little bit benefit sprinkled in. And you'll start using vernacular from your customer's point of view because these stories have to be told from their point of view, not yours. Can I give you a quick example?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love it.
0: That's the best way to really get this through. So I was doing some work with Sharp electronics. And that was what, uh, earlier this year, I guess, working with, I don't know, 125, of their sales and marketing people. And I teach them this, this framework called the and button therefore. And when you use the ABT, it makes you place your audience at the center of the story. It uses the three forces of story of agreement, contradiction, consequence, that our brains, our audience's limbic system absolutely love because our brains are cause and effect pattern-seeking things. And so you want to deliver a story in the same sort of pattern. And when you use the ABT, you can place it from your customer's perspective. So all I have to do, and I invite any of your viewers and listeners to go to their own website and pull up a landing page and see if they are making the same mistake that Sharp Electronics made. And I'm not going to read you the whole landing page, but it goes something like, for years, Sharp document products and, so, and solutions have been earning high praises and prestigious awards from leading MFP testing organizations. For Sharp, it represents more than just an accumulation of accolades, blah, 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 blah.
1: Me, me, so me, it's me, all me.
0: about them counting their chest and nobody cares. But Glenn, listen to what happens and feel the difference when you use this and button therefore from your customer's perspective. So change the copy to this, shorter runs, quicker turnaround times, complete control over your in-house printing. It's what you want, but your productivity is currently stuck on pause. Therefore, sharp digital MFPs and copier printers will have you printing like a pro with our industry-leading innovation, user-friendly design, outstanding reliability, unsurpassed security, and boundless expandability. So blah, 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 I could get all or a lot of those little you know a braggadocious features in there that you know all brands want to talk about but it doesn't come until the third part of the story we want to set up the problem from your customers point of view what is it they want but why don't they have it therefore here's how we are here to help you get it it's just a fundamental change and it just takes a little bit of work to get us out of those features and functions what we make communication and talk about what we make happen from our customer's point of view.
1: What I love about that is not only does it communicate it succinctly and put them first, but it also aligns so well with with good product design, good product marketing, and best practice where we're actually putting that customer at the center of what we do and we're putting them first. So we're designing... Uh, whether it's our product, our comms, our marketing, our advertising, we're designing it around them, not around us. And so that, that ABT methodology for me is that's, that's gold to be able to incorporate that. And what's, what's the history behind the ABT?
0: Well, I learned about it from a good friend of mine now, Dr. Randy Olson. He was a uh, evolution, PhD evolutionary biologist from Harvard turned USC film grad who went into Hollywood, made three documentaries on climate change and global warming, but has written uh, six books now teaching scientists how to use different story frameworks to communicate their big ideas, the same sort of frame, frameworks he learned in Hollywood. In his second book called Connection, I read in 2013 when it first came out, and that's when he first introduced the and button, therefore, to the science world. And from a brander, communicator, sales and marketing guy, I saw the power of the ABT immediately to make a complex sales and marketing message simple. And the other thing about it, Glenn, is you know a lot of times I was teaching at Arizona State University at the time, and I would get a lot of these big thinkers, and these PhDs, and they would cross their arms and say, oh, here comes Park, he's the soft skills guy. You know, <laughs> Communication, communication. Know, we just need numbers and data and charts and graphs. Well, when I could show them the ABT, in the power of it in process. And I could demonstrate to them, look at this actually came from an evolutionary biologist who says this has been around and maybe is more important for our survival and and evolution than our opposable thumbs. Then I got their attention. Then all I'd have to do is show it to them in action and have them work in ABT. And you can feel it because it plays to that limbic system set up problem resolution. So since then, Randy and I became fast friends. Um, We even just co-wrote a book together called The Narrative Gym for Business. By the way, I just happen to have a copy of it right
1: here. (laughs) I love it.
0: 75 page guide that will walk you through how to use the and button therefore in business. He teaches it in the science world. I just have translated those teachings into the business world. And you know, you've been through it. Touchpoint has been through it. You know how powerful this is, and you are a LinkedIn expert, and I see how well you use it on LinkedIn and the kind of engagement you get there through your communication. So that's what I'm really focused on this day, and is, is the and button, there for.
1: Yeah, and it is once you understand how to implement that structure, it is so easy to implement it in all levels of communication, and I, and I love that origin story around the science world as well, because while they may think that what they're doing is all in the benefit of the world, and they're doing research and they're publishing articles, they're in sales as much as anybody else, because if they don't get those research grants, and if they don't get that funding, their entire career is at risk, because they've got nothing to pay for what they're doing. And unless they can communicate those amazing, big hairy ideas and everything like that to those with the with the checkbooks they're dead in the water and they're they're pitching for a hundreds of thousands of dollars sale at any one stage when they're going through that process so how powerful is it when you can get an academic to in essence pitch and win a massive hundred thousands of dollar deal by simplifying their research into a simple three sentence paragraph catch category, really. I love that. You know, that. it's so
0: funny too, Glenn, when I'm working with these people, Randy always introduced me as, all right, now here's the business guy. He's from outside of our world. And I know what all you scientists think of business guys are all a bunch of hucksters out there. And then I always get pushback from the business folks saying, well, I'm a scientist, I'm not a salesman. And to your point exactly, I say, look, if you are trying to get grant funding, you're a salesperson. If mm-hmm. you're trying to get a boss to buy into your way of thinking and an initiative you want to go after, you're a salesperson. So we all are. If we're ever trying to get anybody to buy into anything that we are trying to promote, to push, You know, I hate to tell you, we're in sales. And the ABT, it also does something for them, just like we talked about earlier. It gets them to talk about their big programs and their studies From the audience's point of view, from the boss's point of view, from the federal point of view, from that audience, you know, and say, it's not about me. Here's what's happening out there. Here's what you want in your world, but here's why you certainly don't have it at the moment. However, if you come and help, you know, fund me here, I can help you get what you want.
1: Yeah. And the other thing that I love about it is when you start with the customer first, when you start with their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations, and at the center of everything is what they want to achieve. That for me is customer centricity at its best, because it shows that you understand them. It shows that you understand what they're trying to achieve. And then you understand the problems and the challenges that they're facing before you start then talking about yourself and how you can help them overcome those obstacles. So it just fits so perfectly into that narrative structure that we need to be incorporating in all we do in a a customer-centric business. And and in fact, you know, I I say customer-centric business and the reality is is we should all be customer-centric businesses, and it's sad that we have to have that terminology because I should just be saying, if you're in business, you should be talking like this.
0: (laughs) But it's not people's fault, you know, Glenn, they don't think about it. You get educated, you get a career going, and what do we all want? We all want the same thing as a professional. We want to look smart. Mm -hmm. We want to sound smart. We want to be the go-to resource for someone to help them along the way. But in all of that, we tend to lean on our logic and our reason to sound smart when what our buying audiences want is the emotional appeal of a story. And it's not that they know consciously that they want that. It is embed, embedded in our limbic subconscious system that this is how we make meaning out of the madness of being human beings is through the context of a story, not data. Data makes no sense to us unless we put it in the context of a story. Not numbers, what's the first syllable of numbers? Mm, No. Because it doesn't mean anything to us unless we put it into the context of a story. So we talked about some of the main rules to be thinking about, and I don't hesitate to call them rules. These are guidelines. So put your audience first at the center of your story. Your story is not about what you make, but what you make happen in their lives. And then the third one, as you incorporate this hand button, therefore, what's the one thing you have to do to be good at it? You have to be able to research, understand, and totally empathize with your audience on every step of that journey. And you know, you know full well in your world, we have all kinds of data points, touch points, name your company's touch points mm-hmm. to be able to do that, to get that information, bringing it in. And then really know how to communicate with your customer from their point of view, communicating what you're going to make happen in their life. And oh, by the way, this happens to be the vehicle to do that.
1: Yeah. And I know when you were teaching organizations around the ABT structure and how to develop it, you say to start with the but first, when you're developing it, not when you're talking about it, but when you're developing it, what's the importance of creating that that golf that conflict.
0: Yeah. You want to start with a button. Here's what I get pushed back a lot on the ABT is uh, salespeople in particular will say, well, Park, I've always been taught to start with the problem. Hmm. And we have found that that's not correct. That's not where you want to start with the end button. Therefore, you want that statement of agreement in the end to demonstrate who your audience is, what they want, and why it's important to them. So you're trying to paint this brighter picture for mm-hmm.
1: them. It's like, that sounds like me.
0: That sounds exactly right. And gee, you, you understand me because you know this is what's at stake for me and why that's important to me. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Then with the but, the trigger word, the most powerful trigger word in the English language because it represents a turn in the plot. Mm-hmm. This is what you want, but this is what's standing in your way. And it ignites that limbic system. So that's where the problem comes in. And you want to build as much conflict and contradiction between between that statement of agreement and conflict, that then the brain is saying, well, close this story loop for me, man. What, what, what how, how can you help me? Therefore, let me show you how to do, you know what, or what we can do for you. So to go back to your original question, when you're writing an and button, therefore we have found, start with the problem as you're crafting it. But Glenn doesn't have this because it's, you know this is what's standing in his way. That's what I know, Glenn is, that's Glenn's major pain point right there. All right. So now let's go to our statement of agreement and set that up. Glenn is a new podcast hope a host, and he is so excited about the opportunity that lay ahead for his new show. But he's new to all the production that goes into this. Therefore, Park is here or a consultant is here to help glenn walk through the 10 major steps he needs to make this show a success from the get-go now i just pulled that one you know totally out of my backside. but i wanted to think about what's the main problem starting a big show like
1: this absolutely man, there's a
0: lot of moving parts and i don't i don't know what all of them are what do i need to pay attention to and what do i need to prioritize so you got the aspiration of this show and why it's important to the brand but man from the host standpoint here's what i'm dealing with right now therefore Here's how I can help you through it. I want to start with what would be Glenn's major pain point right now? Well, let's just say it's that he might have several, but I only want to focus on one, a Mm -hmm. singular narrative. In this case, it's like, what are the next steps? Yeah, And that's that's how you set up an ABT.
1: And do you find that by focusing on that one, you're not necessarily excluding everybody else that have got slightly different pain points because they still resonate with it. It may not be their number one pain point, but it's still like, oh, that looks like me. And yeah, I completely yeah. get that pain point as well. That's not my exact pain point today, but man, I'm, I'm with you on that. But it helps you really laser be laser focused on your ideal client, doesn't it? And you still pick up that periphery in and around them. Think of it like
0: a Christmas tree. Now, the main thing in this ABT that I just literally made up on the fly with you is the trunk of the Christmas tree. And that's like confusion, steps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure what steps it takes. Let's just use confusion. We want clarity out of confusion. Now we're going to hang some ornaments on that Christmas tree, but our singular narrative is around confusion. But we can also then hang a couple of other problems on it that relate to confusion. So, Glenn Marvin is kicking off the ch- uh, touch points a podcast. And if they really get it dialed in, he knows the impact it can have for his listeners and the brand. But it's confusing on which steps to begin with, including what kind of microphone? Well, how much time should I budget for this? How much money should I budget for this? Where do I find my guests and others? Therefore, to clarify this, you know, Glenn has yep. hired such and such a, a consultant to help you get through this, 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 and this. So delegate, our delegate, singular narrative delegate. is about confusion, but now we're hanging the, a bunch of other problems on love that it. singular narrative.
1: The other, the other great little story that I love that you tell is in and around how this system is used in so many different areas and... The the South Park story. I love that South Park story about how they found that goal to keep the audience hooked and engaged and become such a successful show. Yeah.
0: Well, when I first learned about the ABT again from a Harvard PhD evolutionary biologist who also happens to be an enormous South Park fan, he introduced me to this video that you can see on YouTube called Six Days to Air. And when Matt Stone and Trey Parker are producing a new show, if a new show is coming up this Sunday, and now we're recording this on a Monday, Tuesday your time, Monday here in the States, they are literally writing that script right now. And they take a couple days, and then I think it's Wednesday, they ship it off, they go into production. So think about how long South Park has been on air. It's one of the longest running shows ever, second longest running animated series only to The Simpsons. So you have no room for error. And what they do is they call this rule of replacement. And this is really where the ABT all started coming together for Randy. And then when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, yeah. And what they do is they say, if you have and, and, and in your script or in your writing, and you can replace an and with a but or therefore do it because it makes a show that goes to this, to this, to this, but here's the complication to that. And what we typically do in business is and, 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 and our audiences to death. You get one and, Glenn wants this and it's important to him because of this, but he doesn't have it because of this, therefore do this. And when I saw that, and there's a great little clip of him talking about that, Trey Parker talking about it. Um, I started doing a bunch more research and I found almost every nursery rhyme is based on the and button therefore. Every major speech, iconic speech from leaders you're going to see the same thing, this and, button. therefore, right down to pop music, Carly Ray Jepsen, I don't know if you have, call me maybe over there. It's got like 1.3 billion views, billion views on YouTube. And it's got an ABT right at the heart of it in the chorus, you know? So this is where you see it. You see it in academia, you see it in science, you see it in pop culture, you see it in leadership, and you absolutely see it in sales and marketing.
1: And if world leaders are using it and we know the power of language and how you use it and they are masters. They, they have teams that spend millions of dollars on research and crafting and understanding what gets the most impact. It's a pretty simple get, um, step to then say, well, we should be able to incorporate that into how we communicate with our audience. Sorry, and I'll here's the thing, sure. Len,
0: real quick, one last thing that everyone should know about this. Most of these people that I just rattled off that use it don't know about the ABT. They're just intuitively mm-hmm. powerful storytellers and know the kind of story tension that they're trying to create with the set of problem resolution thing. What I would love all your listeners and viewers to do is to, because you're an intuitive storyteller as well, is to move from an intuitive to an intentional storyteller using this very simple framework. It's trickier than it appears. So it just takes practice, practice, practice. Your emails are a fantastic way to practice your ABTs.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, And what I'm going to do is I'll make sure that we'll put some links to a few of those clips in the show notes so people can actually jump on them and have a look at a couple of those key speeches um, and and that South Park story as well. So we'll put all those in the show notes, folks. And we'll we'll wrap it up here because I know we've both got massive days ahead of ourselves. (laughs) But my friend, it is always such a joy to catch up. And I really appreciate you sharing this knowledge because when we take those little gold nuggets and we apply it in those things that we do, the impact that it can have, not just on us and our business, but on our clients and our customers that for me is the essence of what we're trying to achieve here so thank you for taking part thank you for sharing your knowledge and i'm sure we will be getting you back in future to go that episode whatever it is in the future because there is only so much we can get out of that big brain of yours in this short amount of time
0: (laughs) big brain and big mouth Glenn, thank you for having me here. An absolute honor to be kicking off your podcast and best of luck. If there's anything I can do to help, um, to help propagate the show, you just let me know.
1: Fantastic. Now, if anybody wants to get hold of you, um, I will also put them in the show notes as well, but, uh, here's your chance. What's the best way to get hold of you and, and, uh, what have you got for us today?
0: Yeah, track me down on LinkedIn. I've got a really weird name, Park Howell. So it's really easy to find me there. And of course, I've got that ABT course, the ABTs of selling in under 18 minutes through three short videos with me. I can show you how to use the ABT and apply it immediately. You can find that at businessofstory.com or go over to Thinkific, the Thinkific platform. And that's just businessofstory.thinkific.com. We'll have a link, I suppose, in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, you're you're a legend, my friend. I'll do that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your day and look forward to catching up again soon. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening into this episode, which is made possible by the team at touchpointgroup.com, the customer intelligence company you can partner with to rapidly translate your customer feedback data into actionable insights that will enable you to prioritize actions that make a demonstrable difference. You'll find a link to their website in the show notes. Thanks again. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and see you soon.